1: Oh, Ian Fitzsimmons tonight on Amber and Ian, Jonathan and Zazlo kind enough to hang out tonight and said at Zazlo show, that is how you find him on the Instagram and on the Twitter at Amber W sports. That is how you find me. Let's talk about division leaders in the NFL and quick update on Thursday night football. The Cowboys lead this one right now, 10 to seven in the second quarter. They are in scoring position right now in the red zone and we will keep you updated if they are able to convert. But let's talk about the division leaders. It was
0: a little leaders. dicey right at the start. Seattle got out 7 nothing, but Dallas about to add a – well, they could add another score here up 10-7.
1: Potentially so, uh, here, yeah, yeah. So we'll keep you updated. As the action rolls on, Amber and Ian's presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Let's talk about the division leaders in the AFC first. With the Dolphins, Ravens, Jags, and Chiefs leading the way, Zaslow, of those four teams, as they currently sit, if I made you choose one that's going to cough up the lead, who's most likely?
0: All right, so let's do process of elimination here, right? And the Dolphins have a three-game lead on Buffalo, and the Dolphins have a very easy schedule the next few weeks and they play Buffalo the final game of the season in Week 18 in Miami. The Dolphins are not coughing up a three-game lead. It's why Buffalo's loss, loss this past week was so devastating. It really put—I I think they're still going to make the playoffs, Buffalo, but they're not going to win the division. You look at the AFC North, and I pretty much feel the same way about the Ravens. They're only up one game. So you got to look at the loss column at this point, all right? So they're only up one game— on both the Steelers and Browns, but the Steelers are the most fugazi team in the NFL. I think they're gonna lose this week, the Steelers, the Cardinals, matter of fact. And I think we're gonna kinda of, I think we're gonna to start to see the bottom fall out with the Browns with the quarterback situation. They just lost this past week to the Broncos. I think the Ravens are gonna end up running away with this division. So that leads us to the two other divisions, right? And I don't believe in the Colts or the Texans to be able to make up two games on Jacksonville. So that leaves us. With the AFC West. Now, I'm not saying, Amber, that the Chiefs are going to blow that lead. Because I don't think the Chiefs are going to blow that lead. But I think the team with the best chance, if we're picking one, of blowing their division lead, I think is Kansas City. Denver has won five in a row. Their defense looks legit, especially compared to what we saw earlier in the season. They're steady enough on offense. Russell Wilson's been playing great. I mean, you've been shouting it uh, from the rooftops the entire season. You're very biased because apparently anyone whose last name is Wilson, it's all one big family tree. Okay, you try together. and figure it out. But the Chiefs I don't I, I I don't feel the same I know the Chiefs are really good defensively this year, but I don't feel the same aura around this Chiefs team that I have the past few years. So I don't think the Chiefs are gonna blow it, Amber. That's not what I'm saying. But if I had to pick one of these teams I, I would say the Chiefs are the most susceptible.
1: I love that answer so much. Not necessarily because I agree with it, but because James Steele is incensed oh, right fuming, now. As a fuming. rabid Kansas City Chiefs fan, he thinks it's the most insane
0: thing he's ever heard in his life.
2: I mean, it's it's not the best thing I've ever heard, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I didn't say they're
0: going to blow it. I don't think they're going to blow it.
2: Yeah, Do you want to defend not. your Chiefs? No, I mean, they're not. Uh, is that all you got it's wh- i don't know what else what else i'm supposed to say about the chiefs at this point we're in this like weird loop in the middle of the season it happens every year Go on where everyone thinks that you know the chiefs are, are there's something wrong with them and they're not that good and whatever patrick mahomes can't yes play football you guys are always the
1: underdog everyone doubts it happens james, every year james
0: let me ask you something let me ask you something. how mad were you yesterday when Tyreek Hill, I mean, you probably think he's a traitor, this Benedict Arnold Tyreek Hill, writes. How mad were you when Tyreek Hill came out and said that this Dolphin team is better than the Chiefs team that he won the Super Bowl? Well, I mean, How it, mad
2: were you? It's just so dumb that you, like, laugh at it. It's so ridiculous. It's not, like,
0: I didn't laugh at the it. The
2: Dolphins can't even be— I, I actually laughed because it's going to be, be so
0: fun to win the Super Bowl this year. So the I Dolphins did,
2: can't even be in a good team. amazing. Huh? And the Chiefs won well, that's the Super not Bowl true. that year. They've
1: beat a team with a winning record. Now the Denver Broncos—they hung seventy yeah. by fifty.
2: Yeah, okay. yeah, they hung
1: seventy what, what on a the team with a winning then? record. What was the
2: Doesn't record? He's going to come back and that win the division then. from the Chiefs. This team. is now. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that would be the most. That would be one of the most amazing stories, if not the most uh, amazing story of this season. Like if the broncos come back and overtake kansas city to win the division yeah. I, I don't even know after that like who cares who wins the super bowl and whatever it can't possibly be bigger than that that would be hilarious so, that, so
2: that's really the reason why you're saying that it's the broncos is because that's the only thing you can kind of hang your hat on no, as a, I believe as what I a say. dolphin fan is that no now I, I, the, I believe what i'm saying now the broncos are like kind of good no he's just saying like that the broncos in go, look they are good we did meet a good team in fairness to Zaslow's
1: argument, well, there's a couple things happening from a personal perspective. Yes, the better the Broncos get, the better that win even looks, which it already looks like one of the best wins in NFL history.
0: Looks but then, really second.
1: Good. The second, I, I thought that the Broncos were going to be improved under Sean Payton, uh, as Zaslow said. I, I thought Russell Wilson are. still had a lot left in the tank, and there you go. So, I, And I like being right. We've already covered that. And in fairness to in zazlo's fairness take, he's also suggesting that the Broncos are the team on an upward pro- trajectory and a hot streak, right? That's in contention in terms of these second-place teams in the divisions right now. And and that's yeah, in j- inarguable. Yeah, I just don't
0: see a scenario where the other teams blow it compared to the teams that are chasing them. And right, the team that's chasing Kansas City has won five in a row. Right. so And, yeah, and you can't say chance.
1: that about the Colts and the Texans and the Steelers and the Browns and the Buffalo Bills. Now, all of that being said, I don't actually agree with Zaslow's take because I think if I had to choose one, it would prob- it, I'm not comfortable with it because I think that the divisions are essentially going to shake out as they sit in terms of the division leaders. But I guess... I would be feeling a little bit more comfortable putting my money where the margins are closer, and that's the Ravens only having a one-game lead. I I don't like it because it's the Steelers and the Browns and the Ravens. I think are one of the best teams in the NFL, and the margins are smaller. There's more space for uh, Joe Flacco to have to make up if he comes in, and all of a sudden, the closest
0: division, thirty-eight years
1: old, looks you know like I don't know a resurgence of Flacco. It's the closest division.
0: It is. Yeah. It's hard to believe. But I, I I don't I don't see the other teams even threatening to be honest, even though it's a first
1: one right now. It's very hard to believe. Let's talk about the NFC. Uh Eagles right now obviously with the lead over the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas up by the way 17-7 in the second with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, the Lions over the Vikings right now leading the way, the Falcons and Saints sitting atop that division with the Bucks nipping at their heels, 49ers over Seahawks right now.
0: Okay, but like we we have to I mean, the obvious answer is the Falcons sitting atop the NFC South, right? Because they're tied with the Saints at 5-6, and six, and they're only a game up on the 4-7 and seven Bucks. None of those teams want to win the division. It's an awful division. We have to kind of cross that off and pick someone else, right? Because that's, that's the fair. obvious answer. Okay, so let's pick someone else. If I were to pick someone else, I would pick the Cowboys coming back on the Eagles. Yeah. I would. I would. I would pick the Cowboys coming back on the Eagles. If the Cowboys win tonight and the Eagles lose on Sunday, both of which can totally happen, then the Cowboys find themselves one back of Philadelphia going into the next week hosting Philadelphia. And then you win that game, boom. All of a sudden, you're both tied with three losses. You'd be sitting there at 10-3. and three. And then you got a, you know, a race to the finish line, week 18, Philadelphia and Dallas, which will be a lot of fun. Now, we all know Amber's very biased. She's a major Cowboys fan. She wants to show up next week to the game in full cowgirl regalia. All right? Everybody knows this. But if I'm going to pick one team that could blow their lead in the division in the NFC, crossing off the NFC South, I go with the NFC East and the Cowboys catch in Philadelphia.
1: If the Cowboys found a way to catch Philadelphia, and the reason that I thought that the Cowboys were going to win this division in part was Philadelphia's schedule getting so much harder in the second half of the season, and yet they have somehow still managed to pull out some of those games that, frankly, I thought they had a pretty good chance of losing this season. But if, in fact, Dallas, who is hot now at the right time, overtakes Philadelphia, the amount of showboating I'm going to do on social media for being right on first take at the beginning of the season, it's going to be obnoxious. At Amber W.
0: I mean, your your take at the beginning of the year it transcended sports media. I mean, it was headlines on national publications. Crazy blonde woman chooses Dallas to overtake Philadelphia. There was was a a, blog
1: in England that my husband's friend in England contacted him and said, "Is this your wife?" Because the dude followed (laughs) like some British. Whatever they talked about the Eagles, it was like the most insane thing anyone's ever heard that the division runner-up could win the division this year. Coming up next, are
2: you still getting uh, hate DMs, Viga? From uh, no, that all
1: subsided because it was just a bunch of Eagles fans then taking a victory lap. Like they, you know, obviously halfway through the season, had decided that they were victorious. And that I was an idiot yeah, because that they're not as good yet. as they were last season. Oh, you still want gotta, it so
0: bad. You love being waste. Right.
1: I do. I want it so, so I don't know if there's anyone bad. in my
0: life who loves being right more. You you want to be right about it so bad.
1: So good. Being right is so good. few things better in this world. It's like hugs from my child, you know, as like best feelings in the world. Go on. Like, being right right, like right after
0: it it. (laughs) coming up next talking about
1: here on amber and ian is it okay to run up the score in the nba now we'll get into that
0: we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: People are all upset. What? Because NBA players are actually trying. And starters are actually playing. Bowl season is looming. Tune in Saturday night for the ACC championship game presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. That voice is Jonathan Zaslow. He's filling in for Ian tonight. The NBA in-season tournament, Zaslow. Have
0: you enjoyed it?
1: Well, I have, and I do think it's more successful than I expected it to be earlier than I expected it to be. I didn't think that the NBA had anything to lose for trying. I commended them for trying to implement something new. Heck, it works overseas in soccer. We know that's where they got the implementation. you know, the inspiration from. And why not try to make the NBA season, and you and I both love the NBA, why not try to make it more interesting to the average person who's far more tuned into football this time of year? And we know that, right? Like what, you know, the NBA, we always say, oh, the NBA starts really now the day after Christmas. Heck, even the NFL has tried to take over Christmas Day. But certainly the NBA season starts Christmas Day. You know, nobody... Pays attention before that. Well, if you're not, it, all right. So if you're the NBA, you've got a problem because there's a whole lot of games before Christmas Day. Let's figure out a way to address it. Feels like Adam Silver did that.
0: I love, I, I love it. I love it. And and I didn't, I, I was, I went into it willing to give it a chance, totally open mind. D- I was a game time decision. I'm only going to know once the tournament starts. Mm-hmm. Am I into it? Do I like it? And, and then it started, I'm like, you know what? I, I think I like it. I think I care a little bit more about this game than I normally would. And then by, like, the third group game, I was really into it. This is fun. I like it. I like keeping track of the groups. And then you got to this past Tuesday night, Amber, where really for the first time in NBA history, point differential mattered. Mm-hmm. Where you're looking across- – it was it was like week now 18 of the NFL where during the games – you don't necessarily care about the point differential in the NFL, but is this team winning? Is this team winning? And there's all different types of tiebreaker scenarios that you're trying to keep track of in Week 18 during the NFL games. Well, you had that in the NBA but on you had Tuesday night for the Tuesday. first time
1: ever. You had that yep. on a Tuesday in November. I, I, that's yep. a reality. When nobody else I used to care, it. right? About, this past Tuesday the was die-hard. wild. I loved it. Yes, this past mm-hmm. Tuesday was wild. Now, in part... The interest was due to what Zaslow just mentioned, that point differential tiebreaker that factored into teams like the Phoenix Suns reaching the quarterfinals to play the Lakers on December 5th. That point differential was the second tiebreaker after the head-to-head record in group Mm -hmm. play. So you had motivation there to essentially run up the score, to play your starters until the very end of the game, to actually put effort into things. And I think this idea that it's a negative to have players try in a sport that gets a heck of a lot of criticism and frankly should because they take their foot off the gas pedal. These guys love to rest the biggest names in the game. We get resting night in and night out. And then the audacity for Adam Silver to come up with a way to motivate them to actually be out there playing. I mean, it kind of solves every problem. With the NBA, but the reason I think it's the biggest success, Dazzlow, isn't necessarily that the fans have even bought in yet. Because I don't know if anybody was turning on their televisions who wouldn't have otherwise been watching those people NBA in the games buildings already. were into it. That's
0: for sure. They were into
1: it, but would they have already been there? Right? I don't know. I mean, you would have already been watching no matter what. So right no, now, but would is it they just have been increased- as
0: would they have been as into it? Like like Amber, the game in Boston, they won. They won by twenty seven points. They needed to win by at least twenty four. Nobody left the building in the fourth quarter. They're up by 25 points. They're not trying to beat the traffic. These people were into it
1: yes, because they needed that point differential in order to stay in the tournament and stay alive. But what the reason I also think it's a success, though, is is it's beyond the fans. It's the players. The players obviously care. The players have obviously bought in. And I mean, they're, you know, uh, you gotta be a little crazy to make it to that level of any sport where you're just so unbelievably competitive. I can't relate to that. You know, I'm not like, I I don't feel like I have that competitive component. I mean, these are ultimate competitors if they play these professional sports. The second you put any trophy in front them they're clearly going after it and this is proof of that Devin Booker he plays for the Suns I just mentioned that Suns point differential became one of those controversial games he was addressed about he addressed other players and coaches getting mad about running up the score
2: I've seen teams upset about it I don't know why I've seen players upset about it I don't know why um uh. I mean, honestly, I
0: wish every game was like that where you could play to the end and, you know, it wasn't viewed as disrespectful. Um, just high competition.
2: Do you think that's, a, you know, people always say like baseball or, you know, like the traditions of the sport and stuff mm-hmm. like that. People are kind of saying this now, like integrity. Do you think that that's kind of silly to a degree?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, if everybody's under the same impression that you're playing to the end, then it would never be a problem.
1: Here's Jalen Brown, the Celtics guard addressing the same thing.
0: you guys as players kind of knew coming in right that 23 points was the, the goal so it, it was just something like you guys kind of said, okay
2: we know we got to do this.
1: It's tough because uh, I mean that's just not how the game is supposed to be played you know when you got to respect your opponents and and two like you know it's just we're set up you know we understand the rules but
2: like if I was another team I'd be upset. As well, we were doing, you know, the hacker drumming in the middle of the fourth quarter. But, you know,
1: coaching staff made their decisions, and we, we stick with it. Did, okay, so can I just, give a little- did he just belch into the microphone, though, before he gave that answer? Because that's all oh, I he focus on in
0: that was there Was there a burp involved
1: there? Yes, there was a burp before he ever started speaking.
0: You guys, as I- players, kind of knew coming in, right, that 23... 23- Ooh, that, that may have been a belch. That's definitely a definitely belch. a belch. Yeah. That's uh,
2: a, ah, a belch in my book. Acid reflux, I think, probably. That's you guys, a...
0: as players, kind of knew coming in, right? That twenty three points.
2: That's a belch. Ugh, I hate
0: that. Uh, let that let me add, a little, <laughs> let me add a little bit of context. Let me add a little bit of context, real quick, too. The Celtics were up by twenty nine early mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter, Amber, and they were fouling Andre Drummond to get the to get the ball back. <laughs> And continue to pile on the scoring. You gotta add a little bit of context to it, right? Here's the thing though, like Jalen Brown there says we understand the rules, but no no no. You there's no but you don't understand the rules then. You can't say you understand the rules and then get upset about it. You don't understand the rules then. And the part that I have such a problem with this this league, Adam Silver, yes. A- and by the way, good on Devin Booker. Good on Devin mm-hmm. Booker for sounding like an adult and not a baby. Good on Devin Booker. And, yes, there's an element to it where Adam Silver and his crew, uh, he got a great crew, they, they, they <laughs> came up with this idea, due in part because you got the TV rights that are coming up, and next year they may sell the in-season tournament strictly to a streaming app. You know, like, that's going to be some serious revenue. Yes, obviously that's part of it. But a major part of it is what? Because the players aren't trying during the regular season. Mm-hmm. So in, in a league where the players aren't trying during the regular season, we're now going to be critical that they have to try for the entire 48 minutes. God that they forbid have to you play Until the final whistle. It's one thing. We, we got you to play. You love taking off games. We got you to play. And now the complaint is we're forcing you to play for the entire 48 minutes. Am I'm, I'm, Amber, it's it's so tired, the complaining about playing that comes from the NBA player. And if we want to talk about integrity, integrity of the game, Amber, I don't know how much integrity there is when you say, you know what, I'm not playing tonight, I'm resting. Where's the integrity in that?
1: Jalen Brown signed a $303.7 million Supermax deal. And Have a little integrity, play two games. He's complaining about having to play. Every minute of that game essentially right i mean i, I oh, it's it's a brilliant move by Adam silver because it is clearly working it is clearly getting these guys to try hard and play and also having your stars on the court for the entire game which is what you want if you're the league and I just have no time for it. and I'm not an old school head where I'm you know back in my day basketball was tougher and these players these days are soft I'm not one of those okay I'm not get off my lawn girl but you do have to find a way to break the mediocrity the chosen mediocrity by these greats in that league and this is the way clearly because they are ultimate competitors and when it mattered most of these guys showed up. Coming up next year on Amber and Ian, a totally unique and original segment we like to call Big Deal, not a big deal.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
1: Planning for what's next and how to save for it? Jonathan Zaslow is filling in for Ian yep. Fitzsimmons tonight. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance at zaslow show. That's how you find him. At Amber W Sports, that is how you find me, Amber Wilson. Zaz and I, for many years, hosted a local show, Miami Radio, together. And we had an earth-shattering, groundbreaking segment that the likes of the history of the world had never seen before. And Jonathan Zaslow came up with it, so we like To use his brainchild here on Amber and Ian, let's big deal, not a big deal.
0: It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Amber and Ian? I'm good at this.
1: Don't get confused with all the other hacky radio segments that you've heard over the years. This one. Very different. Hello, James Steele.
2: This is the one. Yeah, I don't. That's not how I remember it. I remember me coming up with this idea all by myself.
0: Nope.
2: Yep. Uh, But hey, listen, agree to disagree. Uh, We're going to start in the most important place today to start, uh, I feel like. And it is Fightful Wrestling is reporting that (laughs) WWE sources have indicated to Fightful select that they're optimistic we could get Stone Cold Steve Austin versus CM Punk. Wow. And the subject has been broached. Zanz.
1: Oh, hold on. See, not, not, no, not, 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 not,
2: not sh, Zanz. The possibility of CM Punk against Stone Cold Steve Austin. Big deal, not a big deal. Right.
0: We're leading well, I with mean, this? Well, I, well first, if I, could just ask, if I could just ask real quick first, Amber Wilson, is James Steele more distracted producing Amber and Ian While the Chiefs are playing on Monday Night Football, Um, or when CM Punk is making his return to Monday Night Raw a few nights ago, yes,
2: that
1: was uh, yeah exactly yes. Wait, just yes is the the answer. The
2: the thing is, is I didn't get CM Punk in the beginning. He wasn't he wasn't on the show until our show was over. Yeah, that's true. I wasn't I wasn't wasn't very distracted. You
1: were very distracted the other night by wrestling, though. Generally, so now you have no excuse for it. It sounds like
2: wrestling's very fun. I'm just distracted as a whole. I'm just, I'm just a distracting. Yeah, person. I'm
0: going. I'm going big deal. All right, because those are two of the the biggest names in the history of the business, and you know everyone will be totally jacked up about that. So yeah, I, I, I think it's a big deal. Everyone, I think it's a big deal if we were to get those two in the ring together. Absolutely. I, I just, I just hope that that Stone Cold can do it. He's old, Amber. All right. And last time we saw him, he came through. He came out of retirement at WrestleMania a couple years ago, and he, he was awesome. It was so great. I so like great. that as the lasting image. All right? A so, smart um...
1: – yeah, go ahead.
0: No, that's yeah, it. it. It's, it's a big deal.
1: Yeah, all right. A smart man once said that you can't fix old. Right. That was like 2013, and he was referring to Tom Brady. Might have been like 2009. Uh, that man yeah. was Jonathan Zaslow. His takes are not always to the best. like
0: four more Super Bowls <laughs> after I said that.
1: His takes are not always the best takes. This one being one of those as well. Stone Cold Steve Austin is fifty eight years old. He's almost sixty years guy. old. I'm sure he's still in phenomenal shape, and I'm what sure they'll raiser. script this thing so that things are safe for all Stone Cold over there. Is broaching a subject? Is broaching a subject a big deal? The subject has been broached. What does that mean? Who's broaching the sub? Are they? Are you paying them to do it, or are you not paying writers. them to do it? Writers so, and producers, yeah, writers. Listen, broaching Stone Cold. the subject. Are we doing it? or Are we not doing it? Is, is, is there ink on the contract or not? Let's for 19, broach it.
2: For nineteen years, we thought Stone Cold had wrestled his last match. He had neck problems, back problems, and then. Out of nowhere, we got one last match with him at a couple of WrestleManias ago. It's crazy how what that a works. Night.
1: These wrestlers, they're just like night. boxers, he took, he took except a, for it's not real. He
2: took a huh? bump on concrete. Like That was a crazy yep. match, too.
0: What a, what a guy. What a night. Was it a crazy it,
2: match? Yeah, it, it's the one thing that I want to see now. I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> wow. It's true. After the first competitive well, I'm round. I'm telling you,
1: it's, I mean, it's going to happen if they're
2: doing this with it. Not him. necessarily.
1: Eh, it's going to happen.
2: I hope so. I'll I hope let you, you know. Right. Uh, we'll after we'll the first you know. competitive round of <laughs> his latest that. comeback, Tiger Woods said his surgically repaired right foot and ankle held up well over the opening 18 holes at the Hero World Challenge on Thursday. That doesn't mean that the 15-time major champion wasn't hurting, though. My leg, my back, my neck, Woods said when he asked it what was sore, just from playing, hitting shots, and trying to hold off shots. It's just different at game speed, too. Game speed is a lot different. Then at home speed, he shot a three over 75. Amber, big deal, not a big deal. Then we're, uh, Tiger Woods is playing competitive golf again.
1: Yeah, it was a big deal when he announced that he was going to be part of this Hero Challenge. Uh, this was a golf tournament my husband and son went to last year, and I was shocked that Tiger, a year later, we would have never imagined that he would ever even be part of this thing, even though he's always part of this thing in spirit. So, yes, it is a big deal that he's back playing it again. At all, Jonathan Zaslow, okay? He's he's not winning the Masters, again. He also doesn't need to. He's Tiger Woods, any feat at this point. He's caddying for his son, which is so super cute. You can see the changing of the guard there, but it's just good to know that he's feeling better.
0: I'm going big deal. I'm going big deal because I think it's actually similar to Stone Cold. Just to have Tiger Woods involved, you know he's not going to be great. You know he's not going to win but any opportunity you still get to see him compete or perform, that's a big deal.
2: Uh, all right, Aaron. I don't know why
0: you
1: had to make another refl- wrestling reference this in there. A- I- 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 well, like this we- is why I like Zad's
2: Because in. they're Given very similar, it, too, the two I mean, of them.
0: Very yeah. similar.
1: Yeah, one's an actual athlete who's won real All right, thing. that's enough from
2: you, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, when asked Thursday if he thinks he possibly could return to the field, By the Jets' Christmas Eve game against the Washington Commanders, Rodgers offered a vague but hopeful answer. I think anything is possible, he said, via the Associated Press. He also said the goal has always been December 24th. He was also asked if uh, he could potentially return before that, and he said anything is possible. Uh, Zaz, big deal, not a big deal? Then this. I don't know. What what is this?
0: Yeah, I'm going big deal because it's clearly happening. I mean, he's back at practice, and I think – you know, that opened up the 21-day window for them to, I mean, I guess they don't have to take him off the injury reserve, but it started the 21-day window that they have to take him off. Uh, look, the Dolphins play the Jets December 17. I'd love for the Dolphins to get a crack at Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. That would be a week earlier than, I guess, when he's targeting there, but it's a big deal because it clearly seems to be happening. Who are they playing December 24th? He ain't coming back
1: against the Dolphins. Uh, I'll I'll look up their schedule. But yeah, this is not a big deal. This is not a big deal because first of all, not anything is possible. Okay? He's saying anything's Not anything's actually possible. There are things in this world that are not possible. They're hosting Washington
0: that week. Week 16, they host Washington.
1: And now you know why. He's targeting that week (laughs) as the week that he might make his return. Aaron Rodgers living forever, at least right now. Not possible. There are things that are not possible. This one is is possible the reason it's possible is because it's not actually despite what everyone else is saying the most insane physical feat that we've ever witnessed in our entire lives we've seen cam Akers come back and catch passes and run the football at five months and no he wasn't peak physical condition but he was back do i feel like he was probably at a point where he could take a three-step drop back on a side field without any contact Three months out, probably so. He just wasn't parading himself around the same way. There was a gymnast in Tokyo, in the Tokyo Olympics, Zaslo, who won a gold medal three months removed from Achilles surgery. So when I'm listening to the coverage of this thing, and I love the Pat McAfee show, but man, McAfee's up there today, and he's like, it would be the most unbelievable thing we've ever seen in the history of the world. It's like, no, not actually. It actually wouldn't be. It would be one of the stupidest things. Because the wow. Jets have a 0.4% chance of making the playoffs. There is absolutely no reason that a future Hall of Fame quarterback, a hands-down first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback, should risk the rest of his career for a New York Jets team that ain't going anywhere anyways. The only reason, behind a terrible and broken O-line, by the way, that I have been telling you is a problem all season long. The only reason he's doing this, Zaslow, is to parade, is so that the McAfee's of the world go on their show and they call him some physical specimen brought down by the gods defying all medicine even though it's actually the doctors and the physical therapists who are getting him where he is that's why he's doing this because he loves the attention it's silly wow because it's going to amount to a whole lot of nothing he's probably going to go out there on December 24th and he's going like to take like two snaps he's going to take like two snaps so that everybody on our network can praise him for being alive after an Achilles surgery.
2: I think Amber's just You're mad. At- gold him.
1: medal in the Olympics, Aaron. Three months out, and then I'll be impressed, buddy. How about that?
2: Amber's just mad that uh, the gents aren't starting Zach Wilson anymore. So, uh, the uh, Dolphins' that's, wide re- that's- Dolphins' <laughs> wide receiver and I don't know, big mouth Tyreek Hill said Thursday, oh, will. Pay the salary of a photographer whose game credential was suspended by the NFL because of him. In a video yeah. posted on so, Wait, uh, he said social... he's not paying his salary. He is. Okay, He does. should because he got him suspended from rich. the NFL. Right. In a video posted to social media on Tuesday, photographer Kevin Fitzgibbons, who was contracted by the NFL to shoot Dolphins home games, said he was suspended for the remainder of the season. Uh, and quote possibly for good by the league for his role in Hill's touchdown celebration against the Carolina Panthers during a win in week six where Tyreek Hill took his phone and did a backflip and he got Which the guys Which was suspended. fun and everybody
1: loved it and the NFL is the no fun yeah. league in this regard and it sucks. They blasted, it all, it, sucks. Their, they
2: blasted and, it all over their social media accounts and all that yeah. but uh, so Zaz yeah, big deal not a big deal that Tyreek Hill is doing the right thing and uh, paying the photographer who he got suspended.
0: Oh, I'm going big deal, but not because Tyreek Hill is doing the right thing. Tyreek Hill, like, he he doesn't have to do any of this, all right? Like, I think it's a great gesture by Tyreek Hill, and I think it's a big deal that the league did this, too. Like, can, can we use a little bit of common sense? Like, what actually happened here? What did he actually do wrong? He got excited when Tyreek Hill took the phone and did his flip? I mean, come on, like... Well, can can we get together and get past this? Well, in uh, in fairness, there's
1: a little more to this story. Okay, and I think what the NFL feels is that this wasn't all on the up and up because Tyreek Hill and this photographer are best friends. This kid is very young. He started making videos that went viral when he was in high school. He then ended up working with NFL teams in his early or his late teens. I think he's in his early 20s right now. He became really good friends with Tyreek Hill over the years. He was like his personal one of his personal videos. Video makers photographers okay. whatever for social this kid does it for a lot of famous NFL players and then he got this job with the NFL off of all of that he's already okay. had a very personal close relationship with Tyreek Hill and a close friendship so I'm guessing the NFL feels like he was in on it and of course they deny that and he says he did not know Tyreek was going to grab his phone until Tyreek grabbed his I phone he certainly I think, didn't
0: know Tyreek was going to score a touchdown well it's not but, scripted I know a lot of people think it is
1: well, it stands to reason Tyreek Hill would score a touchdown in that game <laughs> at some point. He's yeah, a right? good player. And maybe they had sort of discussed. I think the whole thing's stupid. Why, I think the players should be able to celebrate in all sorts of fun ways. So I don't think anybody should be punished for celebrating. What are we it doing? Why are we scrubbing celebrating? Like, these are grown-ass adults. Why are yeah, we scrubbing celebrating out of the game? Because it's going to hurt the feelings of the other team?
2: Boo-hoo. One more real quick. The Penguins beat the Lightning tonight, 4-2. But that nice. fourth goal, that fourth goal, was scored by goalie Tristan Jari. Big deal, not a big deal. Goalie wow. goals. Goalie goals. Big deal, wow. not a big deal. Uh,
1: it's a big deal. It not, it, it, goalie goals are big deals, as. That's not That's the hockey story rare. I thought. That's not the hockey story I thought you were going to throw my way. during big deal, not a big deal. Uh, we don't
2: have enough time for the other one. I'm uh, going big deal. Going to get go into? Big deal. What
1: to get into without the guard story? Coming up next, Karen, Amber, and Ian. Uh, plenty more to get into. Uh, maybe maybe we'll have time to unpack that story. Uh, ESPN Radio also the Pick'em Challenge. We got to make our picks for this NFL week.
0: This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge.
1: We're going to get to our ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge and how James Steele kept me from sweeping last week in just a moment. But first, we are brought to you by Real Christmas Trees. Get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees at Lowe's or wherever real Christmas trees are sold. For more information, visit getreal.com keepitreal.com real christmas trees are awesome i have mine set up right now jonathan zaslow i got it last weekend nice. i have not yet decorated it though so it's just chilling smelling all nice bringing in the holiday spirits but i'm hoping to have time to decorate it this weekend
0: are you are you always a real christmas tree household
1: well real christmas trees is the way to go um uh, because also they smell beautiful so there's that i always grew up my mom was adamant that you had to have a real tree that it wasn't christmas unless the tree was real It was like this big thing one year my dad bought this tree that was so big they couldn't get it inside my house and they had to cut <laughs> off like a foot that he'd somehow you know he'd somehow miscalculated <laughs> <laughs> like a foot or something, and they had to come and they had to saw off the top of the tree, and he had to have all these buddies help him bring it in the house. Isn't so that real... just,
2: isn't that just a part of the plot to National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation?
1: It is. I think. I think it is actually. <laughs> you know, they My they dad just did it. Really, of you
2: or what? What's going on there?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I should ask Dad about that. Maybe they stole the IP. But yeah, so we've always had real Christmas trees. I have real one a real one inside every single year and then I have like a faux one that I put on the porch that it like for that's like stays alive outside obviously like for outside decorating because you know Florida we don't exactly have our pine trees outside like they do up and north And so what's the rule the for
0: when to you know to when to start display it December 1 well,
1: Yeah so that my goal is December 1 which is why this year I got the real tree with good timing Last year, I waited so late to get my real tree that I quite literally had to go to a Christmas tree lot, and it was shut down, and I had to beg the guy in the trailer to please sell me a tree from the trash pile, <laughs> and
0: he did.
1: Uh, uh, so this year, I decided to get my tree in trash. November, as you should all. Go get your real Christmas trees. Keep Christmas, Christmas tree farms alive. Help the American farmer. But, yes, I'm, I'm ready to decorate now. For me, it all begins nice. December 1st. Bowl season is looming. Nice. Tune in tomorrow night. Hey, you can get it. Jewish families, you guys can get a Christmas tree there, Zaz. Give it a try. Uh, we get, I get Tune in tomorrow I can get mix if I want. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow night for the Pac Twelve Championship game presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at seven PM Eastern on ESPN radio and on the ESPN app. Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight here on Amber and Ian. Our pick 'em challenge this week, Jonathan Zaslow, Three games. Let me
0: help you out here. Let me We gotta
1: try out. to sweep it. Because last week I had the opportunity to sweep this thing. And then James talked me out of it. And I wanted God, to James? bet against the Lions on Thanksgiving. And he was like, no, 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 that's crazy talk. And I went with James's gut because I've been pretty bad at this pick challenge.
2: Yeah, I'm you mostly... Mostly, uh, part of the issue was I think we had like three minutes left to go, and you were hemming and hawing about who you're going to pick. That's a lot of pressure. I don't enjoy this pick-em And also, it wasn't just me. Uh, Norris was with me too. We thought the Lions were going to blow out the the Packers. It, it's a new Lions team. That's what everyone was telling us. We were just fooled.
0: Not on Thanksgiving. That's, it's not.
1: On uh, Thanksgiving, it's not. I always hear about this new Lions team. Apparently, not on Thanksgiving. Good team, though. Uh, so no Lions. To pick against this week, we do have the Broncos at the Texans. The Texans, rather, they are in Texas. Uh, They are the Texans. They are favored by three and a half, Zaz.
0: I like the Broncos. They've won five in a row. The Texans have have overachieved all season. We know that. Um, I, I like the Broncos with the points here, especially at three and a half. Russell Wilson's been playing good football, protecting the football. I like the Broncos here, Amber, but it's on you. Do you feel like
1: anybody's talked about Russell Wilson playing good football? Because I don't think I've heard it anywhere. I think I think we're the only ones. When I'm on this show, it's the only time I ever hear anybody mention it. And I, I have this theory: it's because everybody else was counting him out, I guess, so they don't want to discuss it now that he's clearly not out and clearly does. So. No, and it's he's not like he's not—he's not peak Russell Wilson. He's not like airing it out all over the field. But like, he, I mean, it's been a good season, man.
0: He's been good. Yep.
1: Yeah. It's been a good season. Uh, They are on the right trajectory. I don't hate that pick by any means, then. Good. I'm going to go with Jonathan Zaslow's gut on this one. We'll go Denver Broncos. Let's ride them while they're hot. 49ers favored by three points on the road. At Philadelphia, we had Anita Marks on earlier. She hates this, being the 49ers being favored in this game. She is betting against the Niners here. If you miss anything on Amber and Ian tonight, check out the podcast on the ESPN app, though. Do you agree with Anita? What say you?
0: I don't agree with Anita. I think the 49ers got something for the Eagles. The Eagles have had a phenomenal season, and they've won a ton of close games, and I think they're going to get a little bit of comeuppance this weekend against a Niner team that seems to be back. I like the Niners. I like them given the three.
2: Anita, I... Anita, not a fan of Brock Purdy either. So, no. I mean, we learned that about her uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago too, where he was, he was missing, he was missing a, uh, a couple of linemen. He, Debo was banged up. CMC was banged up. It didn't look like the same guy. They lost three in a row and then everyone came back and they're, they look like they're the 49ers again. So she's not, she's just, I, don't, I think she's just not a fan of Brock Purdy either. Yeah,
1: she is not a fan of Brock Purdy. She has found him to be overrated all season long. I, I do not feel, listen, I know I'm not calling Brock Purdy the next coming, but he fits into that system beautifully. That's a good team, obviously. The weapons that James just mentioned being healthy again, I think they've got a chip as well. I'll go with your pick here Chiefs favored by six at Packers. Are you going to infuriate James Steele? It'd be fun if you didn't. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm going with the Packers, but not to win the game. Six six points is a lot. I'm going with the Packers. They've won four of their last five, the Packers, here. I think they Mm -hmm. cover six points. A lot of points on the road. I'm going Packers.
1: That is a lot of points on the road. You're right. They don't actually have to win. These aren't straight-up picks.
0: I think it's three of four they've won, actually. Excuse me. Let me correct myself. But, yeah, I like the Packers.
1: Uh, I I don't know if I feel good about your pick, but I'll go with your pick because it would just be fun nice. because it would anger James Steele so much, so I want to be able to root for the Packers this weekend. Coming up next, game night with Q Myers. Chiefs
2: 5 million.